Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I have spooged onto the page. Chapter 10. Finish, zip, leave. Men blowing each other at highway rest stops. Is it true or just an old wives' tale? It's true. And people can deny it all they want, but I have first-hand experience and I'm proud to tell the true tales of America's rest stops. I discovered that the rumors were true by accident one day as I was eating french fries and a chocolate frosty with my best gal pal. We were indulging in what we used to call a secret window. I love an old-fashioned secret window. That's when you hit up a fast food drive-thru, eat everything in a random parking lot, and then quickly dispose of all trash destroying any evidence of your disgusting American pig nose sins. And it's a secret because you never tell anyone, ever. Make sure to listen to Chapter 8, Fat Matt, for a fun game on disposing of car trash. One of the fun parts of a secret window experience was finding different sketchy places to park and binge eat your food. Sometimes it was a beach parking lot, other times an empty Walmart lot. One secret window day, we decided to park at the rest stop in Wareham on I-95 North right before exit 21. As you enter the rest stop, you are greeted by a giant blue rest area sign. At first glance, it seems normal and almost welcoming. There's a small building with bathrooms and some outdoor bulletin boards with encased area maps. Upon first driving in, there's a fork in the road, and going to the left brings you to the small building and bulletin boards. Going to the right at the fork brings you to the picnic area. The picnic area is an open, grassy area that is surrounded by a concrete road. It's deserted, and most of the picnic tables have turned green with moss and look like they would crumble into a million pieces if touched by human hands. We settled into the first row of parking spaces looking out to green, sprawling lawns and old, rotten picnic tables. Across the way, you could see a lush, tree-covered area, trees and bushes leading out to a nice little water view. This place looked like a super family-friendly rest stop. In reality, it would turn out to be the opposite of that. As we gobbled down our burgers, fries, and high-fructose corn syrup, we noticed something strange was happening in the distance. Cars were parking, and blue-collar straight guys were getting out and going into the tree-covered area. At first we thought, oh, well, they must have to go pee. And then we remembered the building right behind us had bathrooms. So the they-have-to-pee theory went right out the secret window. We couldn't believe that it was happening right in front of us. These guys were clearly going into that tree-covered area to get each other off. Also, I'm sick of saying tree-covered area, so I'm going to refer to this now as the tree cavern. We pulled the car around the picnic area so that we could get a better look. As we rolled up to the tree cavern where everybody seemed to be, all of a sudden, five or so men come speed walking out towards their cars. One man we watched as he got into his car and he literally wiped his mouth the only way you wipe your mouth after sucking a D. I don't know why they all came running out. Maybe they thought we were the cops? Or maybe they could all sense that within their distance was my friend's vagina? Whatever the case, they all came running out with a look of total guilt as they seemed to all practically jazzercise their way back to their cars trying to play it cool. Is that guy tap dancing? It was clear to me that I had to come back here and see if there were blowjobs to be had. But I also knew that if I did any further investigation, I would have to do it solo as my friend's vag was rest stop kryptonite. The first few trips by myself to the rest stop, nothing happened. I would just sit in my car and watch, totally enamored at the down-low shady hookups happening. I started to notice there was a system in place for these guys, almost like a protocol. Sometimes a car would pull up and park, wait for another car to pull up next to them, then they would give each other like a nod of the head, get out of their cars, one at a time, and walk into the woods. Then ten minutes later, they come back to their cars, wiping their mouths. 
Other times, guys would pull up and park and just go right into the woods. I guess some people just like waiting in the woods alone. I was about 23 during this special, magical time in life, so I felt like I had nothing to lose. Also, at this point, I had already built a solid Craigslist resume in New York and at home, so I was confident I could handle this. But there was something super strange about it. It was like a Craigslist hookup, but there was no prearranged ideas or communication with the person. It was kind of like a really bad gay rest stop improv show. Hey everyone, we're the cocksuckers. Can I get a suggestion? of a location. At the time, I was working on and off at Subway, and after a long, hard day of sandwich artistry and asshole customers, I thought to myself, you know what, I really deserve a blowjob. So off to the rest stop I went. Me! Once at the rest stop, I cruised the area and noticed a few different men waiting in their cars. Most of them stared at me intensely, and it was scary, but a thrilling fun scary. Heart-pumping adrenaline, the thought of getting caught, the thought of a BJ, the thought of getting murdered, it was all so exciting. The problem so far was that most guys I could see were unattractive, old, and kind of terrible looking. It was like live-action Craigslist, the horrible movie. Eventually, I passed a car and made eye contact with an attractive, 30-ish looking Latino dude in a wife beater. Fuck yeah. Latin wife beater pulled over, and as I looked back, he was directing me to pull over too. So I did. I parked right behind him and we both got out of our cars. Latin wife beater looked kind of familiar. I didn't know him know him, but he just looked like someone I'd seen before. There really wasn't any time to think about all that because my heart was too busy pounding like an ancient tribal drum. I felt like I was on an amusement park ride, minus all the fun and add on extra fear. Yay! Latin wife beater and I made a quick eye lock, and then all he said to me was, Come on. And he started to lead the way down this path into the woods. This man could have a gun, a knife, AIDS, who knows? But here I am, following him into the woods, down a path that I might be coming back down as a corpse. We walked and walked and walked and walked, and I started to hope that Latin wife beater didn't just like hiking. God, imagine what a drag that would be. Great hike, see you later! Finally, we reached a tiny clearing that looked like a mini field of wheatgrass. In the middle of this grassy opening, he turned around and put his entire body up against mine. He grabbed my butt in what seemed like a giant man hug. Confused and unsure how to respond, I grabbed his butt too. I had no idea what I was doing, but apparently I'm hugging a Latin wife beater's butt in the tree cavern. But before I knew it, he was on his knees and it was happening. Latin wife beater was clearly experienced. What I mean is he went for it, full deep throat commitment, and it was so super hot to be getting a killer BJ out in mother nature from a Latin wife beater that I would never have to see again. While I was being serviced, I looked down at this dude that I was basically face fucking like a champ, and all I could think to myself was, man, he still looks so familiar. Is Latin wife beater a customer at Subway? Oh my god, he is. That's exactly where I know him from. Oh yeah, this is the guy that comes in every day. He gets the 12 inch chicken bacon ranch on honey oat bread. Although right now he was getting a 6 inch Italian me MT. Talk about a small world. God, can't wait for the lunch rush tomorrow. At this point in my trapped in the gay closet career, I was a one-way street, meaning usually I would show up, get off, and not reciprocate. I couldn't reciprocate because then that would have been gay. Duh. I mean, I was still polite about not sucking him off, and I waited patiently for him to finish himself off all over a random shrub. Ever watch someone jerk off onto a bush? I have. After his grand finale, we pulled our pants up and headed back down the path without a word to each other. Mmm, silence is golden, isn't it? Once back to our car, we both said, take it easy, and we got in and left. I was amazed. That was it? I just show up, get a BJ, and leave? Wow, these blue-collar rest stop guys don't fuck around. I like their style. 
The tree cavern at the Interstate 195 rest stop was intertwined with a million little paths. They all led to several discrete areas where some hot and heavy gay stuff could go down. Throughout the curving dirt paths were cigarette boxes, used condoms, ripped up clothes, hats, and even some random electronics from the 90s. If anyone lost a yellow disc man, it's at the rest stop in Wareham. It was very clear to me that the rest stop had a deep, wet history. And however strange it may sound, my rest stop experiences really helped me come out as gay. Not come out to the world, but just to myself. Coming out to oneself is a million times more satisfying than coming out to other people. The moment it happens, there is an indescribable inner release of an emotional weight being lifted and set free. It's pretty fucking hardcore awesome. The more I went to the rest stop, the more comfortable I became with the whole idea of my sexuality. At the time, I was going through an amazing year of transformation, mentally and spiritually. I was learning about letting go of negativity, letting go of the past, living in this moment, forgiving everybody, letting your soul live freely, blah, 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 all that hippy-dippy Kabbalah bullshit. I was being empowered by the rest stop because all the men there hated their lives and themselves. But I didn't. I liked my life. I felt young, wild, and free. And for the first time ever, I was starting to let go of other people's opinions, other people's views. And I was starting to feel that being who I am is okay and fuck anyone who didn't like it. When you truly start to not give a shit what people think, that is freedom. It is the most liberating, wonderful, fantastic feeling in the entire universe. The fact that these guys were straight was a great mirror to what life could be for me if I just stayed hidden. I started to feel bad for these rest stop guys in a way because they all seemed so miserable and trapped. They were all balls deep, literally, in a bullshit lie of a life. Most of the guys who blew me had wedding bands on the hand that was jerking me off. They had families at home who had no idea what hot, dirty things daddy did on his way home from work. Strangely, I learned so much from the rest stop men because they showed me what I didn't want my life to be. I never wanted to be so riddled to the bone with secrets and unfulfillment that I had to stop off on my commute and throw a random D down my throat. All of those men and myself, we were at the rest stop for the same thing, but we were all there for different reasons. They had chosen their lives and now they had to be on the down low shady underground rest stop scene. For me, it wasn't that. I had no responsibilities, nobody to answer to, and it was all about doing whatever I wanted. For me, it was all about a no-strings-attached BJ, which any 23-year-old is all about. Unlike my Craigslist hookups that always left me feeling empty, depressed, and like I needed to sterilize my entire body starting with my mouth, the rest stop always left me feeling like I was on top of the world. I was always one of the younger and attractive guys there, mostly because normal gay guys my age were out at clubs hooking up with other hot young gay guys. Not me though, nope, only the best for my demented ego boosts. I gotta admit though, there is something so empowering, so fantastic about walking up to a stranger, getting blown, finishing, zipping up, and walking away. I was for sure on a self-serving path at the time, and maybe that is just what I needed to get the nerve to finally come out to myself and admit, oh my god, why do I care? Okay, I'm fucking gay! So many times it was finish, zip, leave. I really clocked a lot of hours at that rest stop. I once got blown by a hot 30-year-old cub who kept taking my D out of his mouth to say, let's go get a hotel. Uh, like, no dude, we're at the rest stop. Nobody has money for a hotel. Plus, I'm literally getting what I want right now, so get back to work. Another time, a Will Smith lookalike and I jerked off together in a van, and then he used my cum as lube to finish himself off. Hot, right? 
And one time, I swear, I saw one of my childhood friend's dads at the rest stop. Remember the kid whose moon rock I jammed down the sink in fourth grade? Yeah, his dad totally blew me. Hey Raymond, hope you're well, love and light. In one of my finish zip leave situations, I found two guys out in the woods together, Tweedledee and Tweedlecum. They were performing oral acts on each other and they quickly turned their attention to me and my private spot. Then, as Tweedledee and Tweedlecum were both going down on me, another guy showed up out of nowhere and joined the me party. I had two guys on my D and another guy giving me a massage and tweaking my nipples. Look at me, mom. I'm a star. Moments like that made me feel worshipped like a sex god. Granted, it was Wareham, so at the most I was a small town in the woods at a rest stop sex god, but a sex god nonetheless. Look, it was rare at the rest stop to have young, attractive guys show up, and I hate to honk my own horn, but honk honk, I was young and hot. I was the headlining star of the rest stop. I felt really powerful by all these guys drooling over me, wanting to drink my 23-year-old blood. Me, me, me. Sometimes I would have double feature days at the rest stop where I show up in the morning and then find myself back again later at dusk. Two for one special. One of my double feature days, I had the same guy blow me in the morning and then again that night. Deja vu? Oh no, you're just the same guy from this morning. Dude, what have you been doing? Just sitting at the rest stop all day? <sighs> at least I left. I had myself a day, I got some lunch, I smoked some pot, I hung up with friends, and now I'm back at the rest stop. Don't you have a job or did you just take a whole sick day to come get D at the rest stop? Deja vu was funny though. Not just because he was there twice in a day, like me, but because the second time I saw him, he took out a condom, pulled his pants down, and said, Fuck me in the ass. I had to tell Deja Vu, uh, no. I'm sorry, getting blown in public is one thing, but topping you up against this tree is another. I have to draw the line somewhere here in the rest stop world of it's not gay or cheating. He seemed really annoyed with me, but sure enough, he still sucked me off. Finish, zip, leave. Another time, me and this weirdo in a trucker hat were having a jerk-off session in the tree cavern, and he decided halfway through to start slapping my thigh with his penis. He wouldn't give it up either. He just kept slapping it and slapping it, like, okay, we get it. Uh, no thanks, trucker hat. I've been down the thigh road before. I quickly aborted Mission Trucker Hat and made my way back to my shitbox car, which just so happened to have a butch man truck parked right next to it. Inside this truck was a hot, rugged, 30-something-year-old construction worker, plumber, man's man, hot. I stood outside my car, and he kept looking over, and I kept looking over, and he kept looking over, and I kept looking over, but he wasn't getting out of the car or anything. Ugh, protocol, dude, come on! Fucking newbie. The newbie was smoking a cigarette, so I walked right over to his window and said, Hey, can I get one of those? Two solid minutes of mindless, slow-paced small talk, which is something that does not happen at the rest stop. Finally, I just outright asked him, Hey, you want to jerk off or something? Newbie looked directly at my crotch and said he wasn't really into that stuff. Hey buddy, my eyes are up here. But then he told me, as he continued to stare at my crotch, that maybe if I got into my car and I started whacking off, that maybe if for some reason he got turned on, then he would join in and jerk off too. Right, okay, I get it dude, you're totally straight, copy that. As stupid of a plan as this was, I was of course still game. I got into my car and started jacking off. Sure enough, I look over and there is Newbie lifting his hips up out the window to show me that he was cranking one out. What an idiot. Finish, zip, leave. You did it, yay! Make sure to follow me on Instagram at thetommynatoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at thomasanonymouspod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye! Bye. <laughs>